Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radiant Cars. Let me tell you about my company, Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc. 727-541-1741. I have over 35 years experience with classic, vintage, sport, and racing cars. I do appraisals, consulting, and pre-purchase inspections. Before you buy your next rare classic, the car of your dreams, give me a call at Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc. 727-541-1741. Also, due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I am very good with wrecks. So if your car has been in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call me at 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for lost value of your repaired vehicle. That's Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc., 727-541-1741. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, Wednesdays, 7 to 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network, a.m. 1340. Radio advertising is good. Why should you advertise on the Tantalk Radio Network, AM 1340? Well, it's simple. We are a local radio station with local shows that target our local communities and local listeners. We have a variety of shows that cover a multitude of informative and interesting topics, such as automotive and boating, real estate and finance, health and medical, politics and law, sports and fishing, pet care, and more. While we are even home to Imus in the Morning, we also have shows about comedy, food and dining, religion, fashion, local community events and activities and a variety of music. Talk radio provides a listening format that appeals to a large cross-section of people. Whether you are in your car, at work, at home, everyone has a radio. And we are streamed live on the Internet. And past shows are podcasted so you, the listener, can play back your favorite shows over and over again. The possibilities are endless. So that, my listeners, is why you should advertise on the Tan Talk Radio Network, AM 1340. If you like golf, Enjoy affordable golf at Magnolia Valley Golf Club, located on Massachusetts Avenue in Newport Ritchie. Play for as little as $15 after 2 p.m. The club has two beautiful courses to choose from, an 18-hole championship par 72, plus another 9-hole executive par 33. Join their open leagues on Wednesday afternoons at 4 and Sunday mornings at 8. Call 727-847-2342 for tee times or visit their website, magnoliavalleygolfclub.com. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. <laughs> Welcome, listeners. You are tuned into the stars. You create you in cars. I'm your host, Robacula. And this Alan. is our Halloween edition. I'm Alan, the mad scientist. And we have Alan, the mad scientist, with us. Hey, guys, you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And uh, this is what? The WTAN AM 1340 Radio Network. Alan, welcome to the show. How you doing, yeah, bud? Just fine. How are you today, Robert? Oh, we're hanging in there. Hey, so uh, let's see. Let's, uh, we got a song all queued up there for us? Okay, we're going to get to our first song, and then we're going to go right to the Halloween stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Good, bad, and otherwise. <laughs>
listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'd like to tell you about Naughty Nancy. No, this isn't a story about a bad girl. This is a truth about a great place to eat and hang out. Naughty Nancy's Food Shack, located at 700 Eldridge Street in the downtown Clearwater area, is a quaint little place nestled under some huge oak trees serving great food and drink and a wonderful, friendly atmosphere. That's Naughty Nancy's, 727-446-3717. They have 10 daily specials as well as many different styles of cooking from Cajun, New England, country, gourmet, and even short order, prepared just the way you want it. So check out this groovy little dew drop in right on the trail. So jog up to our front door, ride up on your bicycle, drive up in your car, or pull up on your motorcycle. And visit my friend Nancy and place your order. That's Naughty Nancy's, 727-446-3717. Hey, mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars and you might get a free drink. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'd like to tell you about a great pizza shop right here in downtown Clearwater. Bro's Pizzeria, voted number one in the city of Clearwater. They're located at 547 South Fort Harrison Avenue. They have great New York-style pizza, as well as delicious lasagna, spaghetti and meatballs, manicotti, linguine. And if you're in the neighborhood for lunch, they have great hot and cold sandwiches and appetizers. So call 727-441-6025 for takeout and deliveries, or stop by for a veal parmesan dinner and a nice glass of vino. That's Bro's Pizzeria. Check out their website and watch my friend Olti create a spectacular pizza before your very eyes. What would you like on your pizza? Call Bro's Pizzeria, 727-441-6025. That's 727-441-6025. And tell them Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Okay, listeners, you're tuned back into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. This is our holiday. Oh, no. Alan, what happened? The mad scientist. Is it Count Rabacula? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, Robert. You don't think so? Yeah. All right. Wait, what do you got to baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think Lee's going nuts in there. We got to hold him down with some cracked ice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lee, keep them coming. Keep them coming. Okay, Alan, what do you got in your uh, little list there for uh, okay, well, goodies coming up? Tonight at Naughty Nancy's, they got a live mic night. Bring your instruments. Bring your jokes. Yeah, entertain the troops there. <laughs> and Naughty Nancy's, it's all. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> they always got, as usual on Wednesday, it is the open mic. They got wings, they got burgers. I ate the burgers there. They're great. Got Rubens, they got some seafood, they got beer. And um, they're on 700 Elgin Street to make it official. But the easy way to find them, a quarter mile north of Drew Street on the Pinellas Trail. How hard is that? That's easy. And to you're find. there. You're new there. That's cool. So, anyway. Uh... Blah, blah, blah. I want to drink your blood. Yeah, That's what... baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Speaking of drinking my blood, this uh, this little How breach... just bloodletting? Bloodletting. Uh, just to kind of update everybody, um, we just this past Saturday over in Safety Harbor, compliments of the British Car Club and the Austin Healy Club, they had a really cool British car show down there. Of course, as you know, Alan, and yeah. thank you, we were thrashing to get my TR6 together so I could get it over there, which... Without going into a lot of detail, it's, it's British. It's British. Yeah, it's yeah. Big, you know, if it had German wiring, at least maybe you know, an American carburetors, I probably would have made it there. But anyway, I want to say special special thank to uh, the guys over at Kotakis uh, Auto Body. That's four four seven nineteen fifty two. That's Joey James who helped me out, Lefty who let me use the shop, and Tim, of course, who helped paint the car. Who did an excellent job on it. It looks great. It looks great. It really does. It just, uh, so I was really disappointed that I didn't get the car there on time, but. There'll be other events. As a matter of fact, this week over in Tampa is, oh, yeah, the Mason-Dixon Show. 
He was supposed to be on the show tonight. I tried to get him on here, but yeah. anyway. Um, so the he's big a busy man. He's a busy guy. Yeah, I know. The big Mason Dixon uh, Cherry Show, which is at Steinbrenner Field this Sunday. Okay, this coming Sunday. What is, what date is that? That's the oh, that's the last day. That's thirty first. Okay, so everybody be sure and turn out for that. Okay, it's for charity. <laughs> yeah, and then on Sunday I took off and I went over to uh, Billetproof. As a matter of fact, I'm wearing a Billetproof shirt right now, but of course you can't see it because I'm in it closed by finished by Dracula. Dracula gave me the clothes to wear tonight. Yeah. At any rate, oh, speaking of clothes, um, there's a little uh, charity organization that we uh, we'd like to push every once in a while. It's called Clothes to Kids. Okay, and they have a Clearwater location. It's four four one fifty fifty, and they have a St. Pete location three. Two seven seventy one hundred. Okay, and uh, so say hi to my friends over there. That would be Fran, Patty, and Paula, and Martha, of course. And um, so here's what you need to do this weekend: you need to scare the pants off your kids, and then donate them to clothes to kids, especially boys. We need boys' kids, boys' clothes, really, 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 really bad. So uh, give the guys over there, the girls, guys and girls. That's mainly girls. The ladies over there at uh, clothes to kids. Um, it's a, a really cool organization. They provide clothes to kids that are. Uh, you know, whose family's going through some difficult times right now, twice a week, or twice a year, they furnish them with clothes, a week's worth of clothes to uh, go to school, and um, there's some pretty cool stuff over there. Matter of fact, I dropped some stuff off last week. Anyway, let's see, what else we got coming up? Oh, yeah, back to Billetproof. Billetproof was Sunday. That was just a cool show, because that was just old nostalgic drag race cars, hot rods. Where was that at again? That was at Lakeland International Raceway. Okay. I guess they call it Lakeland International Ra- Lakeland International Raceway. I need to talk slower, don't I? First talk, say Okay. At any rate, um, at any rate, stuff like that. You know, all those little cliches I do. Um, uh, let's see, what do we got coming up? Okay, on November 4th, 5th, and 6th, the November to Remember show, where Hollywood goes, actually, Palm Beach goes Hollywood, okay? That's uh, our friend Mike Flynn with Hollywood Auctions. It's got a big auction down there at the Palm Beach Convention Center, okay? So you get a chance to meet the cars and the stars. That's uh, at the Palm Beach Convention Center, November 4th, 5th, 6th. And uh, November 7th, Sumter County, big swap meet. Hey, it's Wednesday night. It's Test and Tune down at Sunshine Drag Strip. So hey to the guys out there, Hazley, Mike, uh, Sherry, and all those guys out there doing their thing. Um, November 14th, we got Bug Jam. November 13th and 14th, what do we got going on, Alan? Okay, over at Fantasy of Flight, Roar, Roar and Soar, cars, boats, and planes, all vintage stuff. It's at the um, Fantasy of Flight in Polk City. That's Is that Polk a, City? Yeah. We are just trying to figure that out, weren't we? Yeah, finally figured it out. <laughs> you just drive by and you see it. I thought it was Auburndale, but, yeah, you know, yeah. hey, what the heck. It's exit number 44, and um, you just follow the signs. It's, you go north off the exit, and it's easy to find. If you're coming from Tampa, you'll see a constellation sitting out next to the I-4. So that's okay. a pretty a Lockheed constellation, which when they first came out, they could outrun that Japanese zero when the... They could? Yeah. They, they were that fast? Yeah, they could outrun a zero. For a jet, too. That's a big jet. That no, was a no, bomber, wasn't no, it? No, no, no. It was a... Designed as a passenger plane, Howard Hughes and Lockheed. Designed. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And then they, um, by the time World War One Two came around, whatever war that was, World War Two came around, the military grabbed the planes that they had built and used them for transport. And on a level flight, they can pull about 10 miles an hour on a zero when Jeez. they first came out. Yeah. Then the zeros got faster after that, of course, got a competition. But you see one of those sitting out front, and it's attempting to restore it. It's taken forever and tons of money, but they're really cool looking planes. The best looking plane ever. Have you ever been over there to Fantasy Flight? Never have. You need to check that out. Yep. It is an amazing museum. I've gone been over there a couple times. I've taken my son over there and my wife. And uh, now when Kermit's out there buzzing around, um, they have a big Mustang thing there once a year, too. Yeah. And then he brings out, and a couple other guys bring out these P-51s. Yeah. 
there's nothing meaner, okay, nothing meaner than the sound of a P-51 flying overhead just coming down. I mean, that is just, you know, the roar of that Rolls-Royce engine. What do we got coming up? Uh-oh, uh-oh. Back in the USS, back in the USSR. <laughs> uh, that sounded almost like the Beatles there for a second. At any rate, uh, was I closely? Oh, USSR? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, just, it's a... As a jet, jet? Uh, flew overhead. Okay, was it really? Yeah. We, we got any bombers? Apparently, went right we got some, over my head. Right over my head. Must have went right over my head. We got any bombers? Uh, Helicopters? B seventeen. B seventeen. There we go. There we go. <laughs> that's, what, that's what the guy on the ground hears. We want to hear the guy on the plane. What we got, we got one here that just won't go away. I don't know. What this is. Oh God. Oh, wait a minute. No, we got, this is a family show. Oh, God. <laughs> the family show. Oh. <laughs> well, this is how you start uh, getting no, 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 started. No, 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 no. You got to get that one off, Lee. It, it won't start. Oh, it won't go away? No, it won't stop. No, 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 no. no. Get rid of that one. Quick, 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 quick. I'll catch y'all. I'll catch y'all when I get programming here on WPAN. Oh, Jesus. What's this? Oh, by the way, you know, it was my wife that picked out the Dusty Springfield version of that song we just heard, the Spooky. groovy, baby. Lee's getting carried away, don't you think? He's really getting into the Halloween spirit now. (laughs) Are they playing this show over Naughty Nancy? No, well, you know they could. If you got the DVD, bring it on over there. If if they are, someone will come over here. (laughs) All right. So, but anyway, so that is a really cool show. Not to mention they've got the vintage wooden boats that show up there, the vintage race boats. Oh, Chris Kraft. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some really cool stuff. There's an autocross that takes place that day, too. So if you've got a small bore car, big bore car, whatever, you know, you got the, uh, what do you got? You got the the, bug eye sprite. Yeah. Bug eye sprite. Of course, if I had had a B17, I wouldn't have any cars. No, then you wouldn't have any cars. You wouldn't need a car. car. You wouldn't need a car. You got a B17 or a MIG or F104. Yeah, yeah, yeah you need takes a car for. So Just everybody check out. Plane. Yeah, so be sure and check out the uh, Roar and Soar. That was uh, when thirteenth and fourteenth, right? Right. Yeah, November. Okay, yeah. and then November fourteenth is also is Bug Jam in Dade City. Okay, November nineteenth is Moultrie, Georgia. That's a big car show swap meet. Let's see. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot. November first is uh, Zephyr Hills, and uh, November first. That can't be right. Eleventh, November eleventh, I think is uh, Zephyr Hills. November 25th through the 28th is the Turkey Rod one, which everybody goes to that. Yeah. Alan, you need to start going to these swap meets with me. And then uh, our friend Brian Johnson is doing his uh, benefit concert or his little benefit uh, show at the Irish Rover Pub in Sarasota. So check that out. That's November 16th at the Irish Rover Pub in Sarasota. It's a benefit concert, uh, and it's put on by Brian, Jans- Brian Johnson of ACDC. And the uh, and his uh, he calls it the Brian Johnson support band. So check that out. That's really cool. So if you ever wanted to meet Brian Johnson, he's a cool dude. He'll sign autographs, talk to you a little bit, sit down, and have a beer. He's a neat guy. Plus he's in the vintage racing. He's you know all these guys. I want to tell you that pretty much everybody that's either involved with the show, either sponsors or most of these people that I interview or recommend, they're all involved in cars and other businesses. So uh, keep that in mind. Um, us being car guys, and we try to get everybody that's involved in the car field, the car industry, and we want them to kind of all kind of hang out and do uh kind of do our thing right we're all let's keep the, let's keep the hobby going also let's see oh yeah fletcher's our friends at fletcher's holly davidson on us 19 that's 535 1844 they got a big halloween sale this weekend okay that's at fletcher's harley davidson so they got some pretty good discounts i think 15 and 20 percent so if you guys want some really cool harley davidson clothes check out fletcher's harley davidson on us 19 the halloween sale and of course our friends at reeves volkswagen okay reeves volkswagen in tampa 
933-2811. They're big sponsors of the Bug Jam, too. Okay, so that's 813-933-2811. That's Reese Volkswagen, the Tampa. And be sure and check out the new 2011 Jetta. Remember that car we had a couple weeks ago, Alan? Yeah, that was a great car. That was a lot of fun. Quiet, you know? smooth, drove nice, had plenty of room for the rear seat passenger, especially. I was impressed on that. It was that. solid. It was, yep. And it's a good-looking car. You know, I yep. went as I had an nice opportunity. Nice interior. Yeah, yep. yeah, it was real nice. Very, very ergonomically... Well, ergonomically laid out. Did I say that right? Close enough. Close enough. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, I had, in the meantime, I had a chance to go check out the Ford Focus, the Honda Civic, the the uh, Mazda MX-3, I think it is, and then whatever the other car was the, that's in its class. And they're nice, you know, but the Volkswagen's got them beat, in my opinion. And I'm not saying that just because I'm partial to German cars, but they just it just has a lot more to offer. And now it's in the price range. It's under $16,000. So an entry-level Jetta. For sixteen grand, a super deal. Also, Reeves Volkswagen has cars and coffee the first Saturday of every month. So if you're up early in the morning on a Saturday, I know you're an early riser, Al. Oh yeah, right. And, you know, because I always go to the Dupont Cars and Coffee, which is the third Saturday of every month. Okay, that's at seven. I usually get there a little early, sometimes late, but I'm always there. Um, those are cool car shows. Uh, just really, just walk in, hang out, meet a bunch of cool guys, car people, and that's it. What do we got queued up? Is that a track fixed yet? We got beaming in from outer space. Yeah, yeah. Here's uh, this thing. This here's one by Ted Nugent. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, we got the uh, clap for the wolf band. Is that is it talking about a disease or? or <laughs> no, 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 no. Lee, it's a family show. It's a family. Ninety more is not. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> okay, this is about Wolfman Jack, I think. Right? Yeah. It's the Guess Who. I always liked that band. That was good. You know, but they had the Who, which I know Lee likes, and then there's the Guess, Guess Who, which is the Canadian dudes. Right. And uh, I like them much better. But, uh, hey, it's Halloween, so we're Give doing... Give me clap for the Wolf Man. Yeah, baby. Nostalgic radio and cars. That's right. 1973. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that. So, I'll do that later. Hey, we got a caller lined up. Clap for the wolf man. You don't dig him till the day you die. Clap for the wolf man. He gon' rate your record high. Yes, gracious. Clap for the wolf man. So baby, just one kiss She said no, no, no Romance ain't keeping me alive I said hey babe, do you want a coo She said ah, ah, ah So I was left out in the cold I said you're what I've been dreaming of She said I don't want to know Oh you know, she was digging the cat up Seventy-five or eighty miles an hour. 
Listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt. At the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radiant Cars. I'd like to tell you about a great place to eat right on the main part of Clearwater Beach. Located at 333 South Gulfview Boulevard. Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill has two floors of food, drink, and fun. They have daily specials, happy hour, and nightly entertainment. Their menu caters to seafood lovers as well as land lovers. Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill, 727-608-2065. They're open in the morning for breakfast until 1 a.m. So stop by and visit my friends, Turtle, Eddie, and Polly, and all the girls and staff at Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill. That's 727-608-2065. Mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you never know, you might get a free drink. That's Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill on Clearwater Beach, 727-608-2065. You are tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I believe we have a guest on the phone. Alan, are you there? I am indeed. Hey, so uh, you enjoying the show so far? 
Yes, I am, sir. Are you, uh, you know, we're all up here in a, kind of a Halloween get up here. I'm kind of dressed up as Count Dracula, and then I have my mad scientist friend here, mad mechanic scientist, <laughs> Alan, with me. So Sometimes angry mechanic. Sometimes angry. When yeah, when bolt, he works on my British junk. Yeah, when the bolt breaks. When the bolt breaks. So, uh, welcome to the show, Alan. Hey, thanks so much for having me. What is the correct pronunciation of your last name? It is Galbraith. Galbraith, Okay. Cool. Now, uh, I want to let our listeners know that I had a perfect opportunity to meet you over at the Bulletproof uh, Nostalgic Drags, I guess, or Bulletproof Drags over at Lakeland International Raceway this past Sunday. And, you know, Alan, that was a great show, and I want to thank you for inviting me. That was super. I enjoyed it. Oh, thanks a bunch for coming out. We had a good time and uh, had, a, had a good time talking cars while watching some good drag racing. Absolutely. I'm wearing a shirt, by the way, because you know how proud I am of Etzel's. But I wish I could let everybody see it, but unfortunately, I got my Dracula cloak on right now. So I'll have to show it the next time. I'll be wearing it at the upcoming car shows. So uh, tell us a little bit about Bullet, Bulletproof real quick and your involvement, and then we'll go to some other stuff. Well, Billetproof uh, is a, uh, a traditional-style hot rod and custom show. It's a series of shows that we do all across the country. Um, it was started in uh, 1997 by uh, two gentlemen, Kirk Jones and Jay Ward. Uh, Kirk is currently the uh, editor for the Good Guys Gazette, uh, for the Good Guys uh, Company, and uh, their series of car shows. And Jay Ward is the art director for uh, Pixar, and he was the art director on the Cars uh, uh, animated movie a while back, and is also uh, filling that role in the in the upcoming sequel to that movie. Oh, they're um, they're, building, they're doing a sequel to it. They are indeed. Yeah, super. Uh, yeah, it's it'll be I think out this summer. So I know they're working pretty hard on it right now. Okay. Um, and uh, they started the the show as kind of a, a, a back to the roots of hot rodding uh, mm-hmm. movement. Um, you know, at the time there was uh, the high tech rod look was kind of in. And uh, that just, uh, you know, they didn't didn't think you needed, you know, forty, fifty grand for a shiny paint job on your car to enjoy it, and didn't think you needed to order a bunch of parts out of a catalog. They kind of took it back to the roots of, you know, finding parts at swap meets and building it yourself, and uh, enjoying it as soon as you can drive it. Um, and uh, I met up with them uh, not too long after that, and started uh, started going to some of their shows, to the Bulletproof shows. Got to be friends with them, and. Uh, when it was time for them to, uh, to step aside, uh, I took over the show and have been uh, doing it for a number of years now. And uh, we've taken it nationwide and added some, added some drag races and just been having a ball with it. That's super. Now, this is the first year you had drag races in Florida, correct? Actually, this is the second year. Oh, the second um, year. Yeah, this is our second year. We did it last year, and it was uh, such a such a success. We didn't do a whole lot of advertising for it. It was just kind of a word-of-mouth thing, and it, everybody had a ball, and it was a good turnout. And uh so we did it again. It was even bigger and better this year. Oh, really? So you did it last year at Lakeland? Yes, we did. Oh, wow. Well, I'll tell you what. You can count on me for some advertising, okay? Because uh, I'll, 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 I'll blab it all over my radio show and any time and any place I go because I thought it was a lot of fun. And you're right. You know, um, I mean, I know I, I'm, I'm not sure. How, how old are you? If you don't I mind. am 45. Okay, so you're, you're younger than me. I got you by a few years. But at any rate... Um, I, when I was a kid, you know, we bought four or five, right, Alan, you were there, you know, four or $500 cars, if we could afford that, and went to junkyard, got hot rod parts and stuff like that. and All day. And, yeah. and, and you stuff just... Stuff was cheap. Yeah, we didn't care what it looked like, as long as it made a little bit of noise, had cool tires and wheels. Yeah, and the tire, you could smoke the tires when you dumped the That was it. That's and that's kind of what hot rodding's yeah, all about, then. right, Alan? Yeah. Oh, I got oh, yeah. two Alans here. I got Alan sitting next to me, and I forgot about you, Alan. You're Alan. Yeah. Alan. Okay. I'm Alan, and you're Alan. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's the difference. <laughs> what was your first car, Alan? 
Oh gosh, um, my my first uh, first drive that uh, that was truly mine uh, that I wasn't just driving one of one of mom or dad's cars um, was actually one of mom or dad's cars. It was a it was a hand me down that I purchased from them, and it was a 1965 Mustang. Super. Uh, that was my first uh, first owned car, but. The parade, you know, having grown up in a hot rod family, the the parade of cars that I had the opportunity to drive that the family owned was uh, was qu- quite extensive. Everything from sports cars to uh, field trucks to four by fours to hot rods, you know, all kinds of stuff. So. Let me ask you a question. Um, the term, our generation, uh, we use the term hot rod. What is your take on this new term? rat rod i personally don't particularly care to hear for hear it that much i kind of justify it saying it's a ratty looking hot rod hence rat rod but i in my in my book it's still an old hot rod uh, are we on the same page there or do you can you kind of clarify that for me and our listeners because yeah. a lot of people don't you know, know. In, in certain circles in the in the in the hot rodding community there the the term rat rod is kind of a dirty word um okay it uh, and, and in others it's not um you know, in the traditional circles, rat, the term rat rod is kind of, uh, kind of, you know, means a little bit substandard thing. But to some quote unquote street rodders, uh, the term rat rod means anything that's not painted. You know, um, the it's kind of a fine division of style. Um, you know, but your listeners probably probably understand that. But uh, you know, the the traditional rodders they kind of try to make things you know pretty much like they were back in the '40s, '50s, and '60s. The whole rat rod movement kind of opens it up for a little bit more creativity. Um, there's nothing wrong with the rat rods. We've, we've never excluded them from bulletproof shows, but uh, it, bulletproof is mainly focused on the on the hot, you know, traditional style hot rods. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's there's some amazing work that goes it goes into some of the rat rods, and uh, then there's some questionable work on some of them as well. <laughs> Well, you know, like at the show the other day, and I've seen this car around or this truck around, the guy that's got the the turbo diesel Cummings that was on the track the other day, that's kind of neat, you know. Um, Very. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, and you can kind of put that towards the credit it towards you you use what you got. You know, he happened to have a a diesel engine laying around and had a a truck uh, that needed a power plant, and, well, why not, you know, instead of... uh, you know, it's it's a little bit more creative than going and buying a crate 350 and dropping it in there, and you know, um, so yeah, that's that kind of stuff is is fantastic, you know. And uh, so you know, and, and from from my perspective, that's still kind of like still hot rodding because hot rodding really was, you know, you you grab whatever you got, junkyard parts, whatever, you threw it on there, you didn't worry about the paint job, and uh, and again, even back, the original hot rods, you know, you did whatever you had to do to lose weight, make it light, or modify it you know just you know it wasn't uh there was no continuity there it was just whatever it took to get the car down the road whereas street rotting and cruisers and, and of course obviously since we're all car guys we like them all it's just that when you kind of want to define the label if you want to use that word i hate using labeling and stuff but i mean because we're all car guys but you know you so you know rat rod hot rod i mean you know it's kind of and actually one guy explained it to me saying that the term rat rod really came from the term rat bike. So rat bike started out before rat rod, and then the rat rod, that that cliche or that term, came into play, and it's been prolific ever since. Does that sound about right, Alan? Yeah, that, sound, that sounds right, yeah. Okay. Now, do you have yourself a hot rod or quote-unquote rat rod? What do you got? Well, I have, have a couple hot rods. I'm Personally, I am a, I'm a tall guy, so I like a little bit bigger vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I've had a series of Model A's and uh, been uh, been kind of cramped in those, although they're a lot of fun. And I'm kind of a I'm a surfer uh, from way back, so I like surf vehicles. I've got a, a nice 60 uh, 64 Chevy panel truck. Oh wow! And a 68 Dodge uh, A108 window van with a 340 in it. Oh, no um, good. So, <laughs> big enough to, to throw some surfboards in the back, and I'm kind of a fan of the uh, the '60s style, you know, uh, station wagon. And so uh, that they're done up in that style, and I still have that uh, that '65 Mustang. That was my first car. So. Well, that's good. You got any yeah. woodies? I uh, no, I don't. Uh, unfortunately, the the prices of woodies these days has gone through the roof, and uh, boy, I'd love to have one. I I wish I could go back in time when they when nobody wanted them. <laughs> How about any early '60s station wagons? Are you into those? Uh, yes, I am. As a matter of fact, uh, I, I un- one of the unfortunate downsides of being into larger vehicles is you you run out of storage space pretty oh, yeah. quick. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I. I up until recently, had a '57 uh, Ford station wagon, and oh, uh, that uh, that uh, left to make room for the uh, for the van. So, I'm uh, I'm actually looking for a for a '72 Torino wagon. That'd be a uh, that'd be a fun. You just struck yeah, a, a nerve with me. I used to have one of those. Matter of fact, I used to have a '72 Ranchero GT that I've had since '73 or had since '73. So, I, I'm a big Torino fan. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's a, one of my, one of my favorite cars, one of my favorite looks, and just a just a mean looking station wagon. Every, so, every time I see one of those, I want to go fishing. <laughs> you know what? That was actually seventy two Torino, if I remember correctly. Alan, you're the local historian. Yeah. I believe that was the Motor Trend car of the year in nineteen seventy two, wasn't it? Or was it, it was nineteen seventy? Was it Torino? Well, but I thought was, I don't know yeah. seventy two was or not, but I know seventy was because I got the Motor Trend magazine where it's in it. Yeah, or was it the Mark? Four that was the car of the year in 1972. I don't remember. I don't some, some, Ford, some Ford. Mark IV won the um, heaviest car of the year. Did it? Yeah. You know, we have a computer in front of us, but I don't think we could re- reach the keyboard. Yeah. Hey, Al, <laughs> you have a very interesting past. Uh, you're, you come from some hot rodders, true? Yeah, I do. Why don't you tell uh, us a yeah, little bit about I, that? I grew up, uh, my, my, my father uh, grew up in, in Southern California. Um, he uh, served, served in World War II and afterwards uh, came came back from the service and was uh, one of the one of the hot rodders that kind of got the got the the whole scene going uh his name was Art Galbraith and he he raced uh raced in southern california at the dirt tracks and raced with some some pretty famous people uh uh Roger Ward who was a, an Indy 500 winner and uh Len Sutton who also also ran Indy a number of times um and his his best buddy in high school um, was a was the brother of uh, Wally Parks. His uh, his name was Kenny Parks. He was the younger brother of the gentleman who founded the NHRA. Wow, yeah, that's, that's uh, a heavy duty yeah. names there. Yeah, it's it's no wonder that I I uh, you know became a motorhead. Some of my earliest memories are in the garage helping dad build cars, and uh, he was also a, a drag boat racer in the uh, in the late '60s, and uh, those were. Kind of, kind of my memories from uh, you know the the pits at drag boat races up and down California. So. Wow, that is any of those old boats still around? Uh, yeah, there are. Uh, it uh, it was very popular in California. Um, the the flat bottom uh, drag boats and the SK class, the circle circle uh, class boats, mm-hmm. um, and they are uh, pretty popular out here. Um, they're they're actually making a little bit of a resurgence and. 
kind of like the the Woodies back in the day. Now would be the time to to snap up some uh, late sixties and early seventies drag boats if you can. Oh, they're getting hard to find. Yeah. What about um, now? Did you, you your dad also was involved in motorcycles a little bit there? You said too. We were talking about that off air a little while ago. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he never had a chance uh, to. Um, to make it out to the dry lakes back in the day mm-hmm. uh, to do land speed racing, and uh, later on in life, uh, I, I became uh, you know interested in road racing motorcycles, and uh, had some friends who were headed out to Bonneville, and I told them, you know, hey, Dad, we should go out and uh, see my see my buddies race, and uh, he says, well, you know, I never got a chance to go as a kid, and you know, we could go and uh, go and watch, but. Boy, I bet you going and racing would be uh, a lot more fun. Let's order, order us up a, a rule book and see what we can do. So we ordered up a SCTA rule book, and uh, I had a, a few motorcycles laying around the garage, and uh, you know, antique ones and and uh, modern ones, and we kind of read the rules and looked at the records and kind of thought about what we could do and. Uh, we ended up going out to uh, Bonneville for a number of years, and uh, at 77 years old, my father was uh, still setting still setting land speed records on uh, on vintage motorcycles. So, 77 yeah. years old, <laughs> land speed records on motorcycles. What kind of speeds was he turning? Well, we uh, not not terribly fast, uh, but good enough for records in our class. Was well, your excess uh, 100 miles an hour, right? Uh, actually, we, I think his, his fastest record was uh, just under 80 miles an hour. But uh, that's pretty good for a, a, a 1960s-era 250 BSA pushrod engine motor. Oh, motor. a 250. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, very that's, that's very good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're putting out a, a whole whopping 20 horsepower with the thing and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and get down the salt as fast as you can go. And I, I got to tell you, I've, I've gone over 200 on the salt and, uh, you know, nothing – it's it's just as exciting to go as fast as you can on a slower bike as it is to go as fast as you can on a really fast bike. You know, it's uh, you hear every every cylinder fire, you hear every creak and bump, and you feel every grain of salt, uh, no matter what the speed. So. No kidding. Yeah, on the BSA, you have to do a ollie free to get really going fast on that. <laughs> Alan, yeah. Uh, and you gotta you gotta break out your your Whitworth tools as well. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, American Whitworth is a crescent wrench. <laughs> Alan, you wanted to say something? Oh yeah, about old dirt bike racing way back in the day when they first started running out in the desert east of L.A. This guy that me and Robert know, Tweedy, he used to work for Carol Shelby and a bunch of other people. Anyway, Quite Breedlove. Yeah, Breedlove and Barris. Yeah, Barris and. Whoever else, mm-hmm. any of the list, long list. Well, but way back when they first started dirt bike riding out east of L.A., he used to go out with Keenan Wynn. He was buddies with Keenan Wynn, and he's one of the original dirt bike riders out there way back. Oh, no kidding. However long ago that was, late 50s, early 60s. I think it's about early 60s by the time he met Keenan Wynn and Lancer Ventlow. He hung out with those. And they got, those guys got in all sorts of trouble. So. Followed by Steve McQueen and the rest of the guys that were really yeah, yeah. rough anyway, rider types. Tweedy and... Um, Keenan Wynn and the other guys started at first. Alan, yeah. you also mentioned to me off air that you race, uh, uh, how do you call it? Race uh, street bike or not street bikes? Um, road race bikes, correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, a race uh, up here in Northern California. There's a an organization that's been around uh, going a little bit over 50 years now called uh, American Federation of Motorcyclists, the AFM, and it is a uh, a road racing. Um, organization. It's you know a, a clubman kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we are out there uh, slicing and dicing for seven dollar plastic trophies. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, some of the 
the faster guys in the club do race uh, AMA, race AMA nationally, um, which is uh, you know pretty exciting. You can you can get some tips as they're blowing by you, and uh, feel pretty uh, pretty humble as you're out there doing doing the best you can and giving it all you got, and they come by you like you're standing still. So, wow. are you racing where, like Laguna Seca and Sonoma and places like that? Uh, Sonoma, we go to Buttonwillow, um, the the Reno Fernley track, uh, Thunder Hill up in Northern California. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun, and we're uh, we're pretty uh, pretty well surrounded by some by some really nice world class tracks. So wow. uh, it's a it's just an opportunity that's too good to pass up. And uh, you know the modern street bikes, uh, you know as much as I love hot rods, uh, boy, they're for dollar for dollar. Um, there's nothing like it as far as performance and. Uh, goes they are just absolutely amazing for you know ten thousand dollars you can get uh, get a bike that'll accelerate as hard as any any ferrari and handle better than you know almost a formula one car so it's, now, uh, it's, are you racing japanese bikes or are you racing uh, european bikes um i have done both uh, i've taken a, an aprilia out on the track um but uh, kind of shied away from that is when you when you crash and if you race you're eventually going to crash the uh, the parts can get kind of expensive so uh, the uh, and sometimes they're not even available you have to wait for Luigi to to million one and <laughs> on the, over so uh, the Japanese bikes are uh, are a little more economical and a little more uh, easily accessible as far as parts and service goes so mm. it just uh, that makes sense when you're racing. So. Hey, since you're in California and you're in the surf thing, are you into Bugs by any chance, Volkswagens? Um, you know, I've had a couple of them over the years. Uh, I'm currently uh, currently fishing for a really good dune buggy. That'd be my, uh, you know, being into the 60s surf thing, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd love to have a heavily metal flake dune buggy and kind of round out the collection and throw my surfboard on top of that. That would be uh, cool. That was, yeah. That, that's pretty popular. Um, I would. Yeah. You're in uh, dune buggy heaven out there in California, though, aren't you? Yeah, they're uh, they're pretty thick out here. It's uh, it's hard to you know you can still find them find them tucked in behind barns, and it's hard to go to a car show and not see one or two of them. So, mm-hmm. but again, you know that uh, that space thing. You know, it's um, I wish I wish I had the biggest garage in the world. I'd tr- do my best to fill it, but I'd probably go broke doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's uh yeah that's why we that's why we play with model cars don't we al yeah it's a lot cheaper and you can put them in the in the closet yep alan so what are the futures of bulletproof what uh what's your what's the next big step big move for you guys with well your club? we're actually uh looking at adding a couple couple new shows around the country um we've ex- got some uh, interest expressed uh from arizona uh, there's a, a really good group of uh, traditional hot rodders in in that area in in the phoenix area and they are pretty motivated and uh, have uh, have expressed an interest in putting on a, a bulletproof show down there. So we're gonna we're gonna uh, see if we can't make that happen. And uh, I've also got some interest from the Northeast. Um, so that's just kind of the the mandate when I took over the show uh, from from Kirk and Jay was to uh, go forth and uh, and propagate the the traditional hot rod gospel. And we're uh, we're spreading it across the country. So we've we've gone from from one show at a uh, at a bowling alley parking lot with uh, you know twenty cars and a bunch of friends to uh, you know five shows, two drag races, and uh, you know tens of thousands of people that come to the shows. So that's just kind of the idea is to find places where there's a, a you know critical mass of of traditional style hot rods and hot rodders, and uh, you know put on a good time for everybody. So what um, what publications are out there that are kind of dedicated? Um 
to the old school hot rod scene, so to speak. And there's, there's deluxe. There's uh, what? Um, go ahead, and tell Tradi- us about some of those. Yeah, you know, uh, some- traditional rod and culture is right. uh, is a really good one. Um, there is also um, car culture deluxe. Um, there is, uh, gosh, and I forget the name of it right off the top of my head. I just picked it up at the at the newsstand today. Um, Hot Hot Rod Deluxe. Hot Rod Deluxe. Uh, that's it. Yeah, comes out, and uh, you know, actually, you, and uh, Rod and Custom is uh, pretty much swung back to uh, to a traditional style magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, they they kind of follow. The, the larger trends in the in the hot rodding world and uh, traditional hot rodding is one of them and uh, they have come back from a street kind of a street rod magazine to to uh, you know their their start their roots um, and actually street rodder um, has more than a few uh, cover, you know they still cover the street rod style cars but uh, you'll notice about half the cars they cover these days are traditional style hot rods. Um, so it's it's a growing trend, and there's uh, there's more than a few magazines. There's actually a, a really good online magazine called Dead End Magazine. Um, some uh, friends of mine out of uh, Salinas, California, which has its own fantastic uh, hot rod and custom style from uh, that area of the of the state. Um, uh, they put out a, a fantastic uh, online magazine just with uh, wonderful photography and really really high uh, high quality stuff. What's the name of that again? A dead end magazine. Dead end? Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, Alan, uh, we're getting close here. We got some other stuff we got to talk about on the show, but I do want to thank you for coming on the show, and I thank you again for the invitation to Bulletproof, the uh, racing thing over there in Lakeland. That was a lot of fun. Uh, if you want to plug Bulletproof one more time, go ahead and do it for our listeners and how they can get in contact with you or the organization. And uh... sure, um, the uh, the next uh, the next Florida show will be in uh, on April 9th at uh, the Gainesville. Uh, fairgrounds at Gatesville, Latchwood County Fairgrounds up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will be back in late October uh, for the drag races at uh, at Lakeland. Um, the rest of the dates, we're actually, uh, now that we're home from Florida, we're, we're working uh, hurriedly to, to set the dates and uh, get that all set up. And you can uh, see that at the, the website at billetproof.com. Uh, we should have those up uh, by the end of this week or the start of next for the, the dates for all the shows all around the country. So. Oh. Okay. Uh, check that out. And there's lots of lots of pictures and videos on uh, on the website from uh, from all the past shows going back to the very first one. Okay. Well, that sounds great. Well, Alan, again, I want to thank you for coming on the show and uh, stay in touch. And uh, next time we got something going on out in Florida, be sure and let me know. I'll pump it all over the radio shows I can and car shows. Send me some information, and uh, I'll help uh, help uh, kick this thing off for you a little heavier. So. We're glad to have you there, and uh, the first round's on me. All right. Thank you. Thanks for coming on the show. Bye-bye. Okay. Goodbye. Bye-bye. All right, Lee, what do we got fired up on that 8-track? We got a song, too? Uh-oh. We have a uh, 1999 748cc by Pasto Ducati. Oh, a Ducati. Yeah. Now, that's a real bike. With, uh, See, Al and I are both fans of L-Twin uh, engine. You like it? <laughs> yeah, I like that. I, I like that. You like the color? Yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah, that's pretty. That's sharp. I'm Bright glad. yellow. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> actually, uh, next caller. Uh, no, I can't say. <laughs> hey, well, what? Where's that? Uh, that other Halloween song? Is that up? Ready? Uh, we. Well, I'll tell you what. You got about four and a half minutes left. Oh, really? Before like the ID, and so. No kidding. Four and a half minutes. I don't think you have time. 
Oh wow! But uh, we have um, we had a number. We had you know Frankenstein queued up, of course. Or, or play just a little bit it, of it. Play it in the background or something. Yeah, like do that. that. Play it in the background, quiet while me and Alan are talking. We That'll used work. to think this song was cool. Yeah, yeah. Alan, what 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 show did I forget to mention? There's something else you got on your uh, schedule. Things okay, for Straub, people to see. Yeah, Straub Park coming up this weekend. This weekend? I think it is. No, no, it's the 14th. 14th. Happy. Okay, it's not even written down here on my on my sheet. Okay, the weekend of the 14th, Straub Park. Hang on a second here. I thought okay. I had it down. Uh, Straub Park. Good thing we got the music in the background. Yeah, really. Holy mackerel. I didn't even write it down. You would, oh, it was the 14th. Yeah, it was on the calendar. Okay, good. Okay, Straub Park. The I'm going to blame Alan Yacht. on this one because you looked it up on the website yeah. there. St. <laughs> Pete Yacht Vintage Motor Classic. Cars, boats, motorcycles, 1979 and older. It's at Straub Park, which is on the bay between the pier and the Vinoy. Right. St. Petersburg. Really easy to find. And it's free to look, and um, $25 or entry-free, day of show, $35 entry-free, and they're having a lunch also, a table lunch, they call it, so it's obviously pretty nice lunch. That's for all the people that uh, they are just playing cars, but for right. you and me, the spectator, what's the big deal? It's free! It's the best yeah. price. Free is, if they bought my gas to go down there, it'd be even better, It'd be better to get it. I still got to get myself down there. Hey, I'll see if I can get some media passes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah. And since what this is the Halloween. hell is wrong with you all? <laughs> and since oh, this that's is, Hank Hill. Yeah. <laughs> I found Jesus. And since this is Halloween, we're going to have a, a few... I got three scary car stories, right? Not oh, necessarily. Oh, oh, real quick before I... Let me yeah. that. Hey, everybody, Krabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill, Saturday night Halloween party. That's Krabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill. That's the Halloween party. And guess what, guys? I'm going to be judging, Okay. What we got? How much time Two, minute, two minutes. Two minutes. All right, okay, Al. Good. Real quick. Okay, here's three scary car stories. Not, not necessarily the car itself, but here we go. Way back in the day, Lamborghini, Bob Wallace worked for him. He was a test driver. They had a factory test car, Miura, for the journalists to come and drive. It was a Jota. A lot of people. Oh, that was a cool car. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. And anyway, it was like had a ton of horsepower. And when he's telling Bob Wallace telling the story, one of the guys got in the car. Bob Wallace is a passenger seat. He said, "Floor it and dump the clutch." He said the guy saw a sky, got stopped the car, got out, never talked to him again. Saw but, sky. Yeah. Got, oh, well, who was driving? Wallace. No, no. The journalist is because oh, the Wallace sh- told the journalist to floor it and pop the clutch. Oh. And the car did a wheelie. It's pretty. You can't do a wheelie in a Lamborghini now. They're way too heavy. This car's like twenty two hundred pounds. Probably. Yeah, but the motor's in the rear too. Remember? No, it's, trans- mid, no, it's in the mid. It's mid engine. Okay, you, look, you look in the rear view mirror out to the rear window, you can see the carburetors. Put your foot on the gas. But it's transverse mounted. Transverse, yeah. Yeah, 12 yeah. cylinder. Right, of course. And then, of course, here's a horror story. You know, GM quit building the Corvair, right? Well, Ferrari took it up when they built the 308 GT4, but that's another story. And here's an even worse horror story. A friend of mine who's listening, when he was a kid, he would go by this apartment complex where he lived, mm-hmm. and there's a 250 Ferrari Muso sitting in the parking lot between an Impala and a Falcon. And this is like in the late 60s, and he didn't know why that car would be sitting out in the parking lot. Wow. Yeah. Hey, how much time we got, go. Lee? I have, to, I have to calculate this. Not a lot. Uh, about 30 seconds. 30 okay, seconds. Good. Okay. Robert will fill it in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We hope <laughs> you got a chance to tune in on the uh, computer because you can see us in a little goofy little costumes here. Yeah. And we in have... Hair. Uh, Lady Godiva. No, who's this? This is, uh, well, it was. Uh, it's uh, Mrs. Grim Reaper behind us. Yeah. Hey, where's that, that, where's that cat at? Is that cat under the table again? Yeah. Get that cat. Get that get cat. The catapult. Get hey, tune in to the Stout Canadian yeah. Cars next week. WTAN AM 1340 at 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. You never know what we're going to do. We're going to.
going on. It'll usually be fun. All right, then we'll see you at Naughty Nancy's after the show and Kravis Beachwalk Bar and Grill on Saturday for the Halloween party. Stay tuned, guys. At least this time I got to say goodbye, didn't I? Last time I ran short. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this you, is it. You already ran over. I did? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. That's goodbye from Alan. in live yeah. radio because there's certain people who just, you know, can't. Can't what? Shut up. Can't shut up? You mean like me? Yeah. Are you implying I can't shut up? Okay, five seconds. <laughs> five seconds. <laughs> okay, one, two, three. Clearwater at St. Petersburg, WDCF, Nate City, Zephyr Hills, and Wesley Chapel, and KLRG, Sheridan, Little Rock, Arkansas. Break on through to the other side.